Welcome to the Heron Sisters podcast, where we talk about the real spiel. I'm Anna. And I'm Shannon. All right, let's get real. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about our small businesses, what got us into them and what drives us absolutely crazy to the point where we're like, why the fuck are we doing this? Pretty much like brainstormed. Um, how many questions? Ten questions or something? No way, like six. Oh, six or seven questions maybe. Um, like about our small businesses. So we're going to jump straight into that. And then um, I think we'll like maybe do a run through of like start to where we are now. Yeah. All right. All right. So why did you start your business? I started my business... After I had moved to Perth and I started studying nursing and that didn't work out. Um, and I needed like a creative space, I guess, to fill my time. Um, and then I started making candles and then obviously that evolved into what it is now. Hmm. What about you? I don't really know. I really enjoy helping people and making them feel like good about themselves and like giving people that space to be selfish and like work on themselves and make themselves better like yeah I don't know like it really changed how I am as a person and how I feel so I guess once I started feeling like that you I, wanted other people, I wanted to, other experience. people to experience it and I wanted to be able to help them and give them that guidance to make it something that was part of their lifestyle what's one thing you find challenging like in your business Changing people's mindsets, like I've had a lot of clients over the years and some clients are really good, like they get on board and they are really open to like looking at things differently and are really determined to achieve their goals no matter kind of what we're having to do or change to get there. And other people are just very stuck in their way but they want the help but they're not willing to like change what they're doing which is fine and like I have some clients who still eat pretty poorly and everything like that but they purely just do PT because they enjoy training and they enjoy the sessions but they don't necessarily want anything aesthetically out of it they just enjoy coming to their session yeah which is fine but I find it um challenging to stay motivated with those clients because I personally don't have you're not seeing any, like, improvement? Yeah, and I really look forward to, you know, seeing my clients and progressing their programs and their training and, like, achieving new goals and setting new goals. So when I have a client that doesn't want anything to change and is just happy doing one session a week and not doing any work themselves, I find it really hard to stay motivated for that client in their mm. session because I'm like, you're not getting anything out of it. But I, I enjoy them and I enjoy their company, but I just... You like to see people grow. Yeah, and so when they're not, I'm just kind of like, am I even benefiting you in a way? Yeah. But, like, I feel like for them, maybe mentally it's doing something. Yes, yeah. So... Like it might be getting them out of the house that week. Yeah. Or, so it would be helping and in mm. some way, maybe not, like, in a fitness way. Yeah. But mentally, I reckon it would do a lot. Like, since I started at the gym, I feel so much better. Yeah, you do. 
So if, you, if you've been thinking about joining the gym, it is really... Uh, I found it really challenging to sign up because it's of daunting. my anxiety. Yeah, it's and, daunting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like, and I think one thing I was worried about is being judged by other people in the gym, but I don't feel like anyone's really like that in there. And like, I feel really anxious before I get on, like say the machine and start doing it. But once I'm doing it, your head is completely clear. You don't have, I don't have one thought in my head. And that's why I like it so much. Like, I actually love it. You don't, you're not thinking about anyone else in the gym. You're not thinking about anything going on in your life. You're just thinking about getting, what, these reps and sets done, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you haven't signed up and you've been thinking about it, definitely do it. Or even do a trial because I reckon yeah, you'll really enjoy, enjoy it. Trials. Mm. But, yeah, even if you do want some guidance, hit me up, you know. I also do online coaching, so if you just need help with your programming, I'm always happy to help. Um, Something that I find challenging in my business, Anna and I are very different, like yours is, like client-based. Mine is client-based too, but I'm selling a product, not a service kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So something that I find really challenging is having to chase up invoices. I hate it. I absolutely hate chasing up invoices um, and it's usually from a story sale or a live sale um, and it kind of puts me in an awkward situation. So if you ever order with me, just pay on time or if you can't pay on time, message me before I message you because I hate doing it. puts me in a really awkward situation. But yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, but yeah. How did you come up for the name? For your business i know you've had a couple names now so what gave you the first name and then what inspired you to rename your business and rebrand your business yeah so my original name was soy candles which i helped with <laughs> um and that name i loved the name when i came up with it. i thought it was quite unique um so pretty much what I did was I took essential, like essential oils or whatever, um, and soy because all of my candles are made from 100% soy wax. There's no nasties or any chemicals in them. Um, so I took the start of essential and soy and mashed that together and then candles at the end. Now that worked for me when I was just doing candles and melts, but then I started to venture into crystals um, and more so than my candles. What? Melts. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Um but yeah, so as I started to venture into crystals and more holistic tools, having the name of Soy Candles was so limiting because if you saw that name on Instagram or on social media, you immediately think that I just sell candles, you know? Or just fragrances. So it really limited me and that's the biggest mistake that I made. Um, starting my business and I feel like if I went with a name straight up that was more um, universal I could have grown a lot quicker um, and I'm still definitely a little baby business I'm not bragging or anything because I'm not nothing huge yet but one day I will be and I'm manifesting the shit out of that because that's what I want um, but yeah that's how the first name came about and then I think oh shit maybe was it a year? I don't know, like maybe a year and a half later. Um, 
I was, yeah, really into the crystals and really into the holistic tools. So I was just like, no, that's it. I need to change the name. I want to reach more um, customers or clients. Um, so I'd been thinking maybe for like six months of a new name and I just like even like driving up to work, I would be thinking, oh, what can I do? And I don't know why, but I really liked smoking and... I liked that because when you're cleansing or saging um, or clearing your energy, you usually can use <laughs> smoke. So that's yeah. So that's where that smoking came from. Mystics being like all mystical things like, you know, your crystals and your holistic tools and, you know. Um, and then I just like, oh, I feel like it needs something a little more on there because a lot of people do just call me smoking mystics, which is cool I love it but I wanted to add crystals into the name because that is my main focus now so my business if you don't know is called Smoke and Mystics Crystal Co I know it's a bit of a tongue twister yeah how about you well that was a hard one because I'd always worked as a subcontractor for other people so I was working underneath so I was just Annalise Heron. That's just who I was. And people knew me as that. And they still do now. But then when I came back after having Christian, I was like, I need to have a name. I need to be like a... Your own. Yeah. Like I needed like a... What's it called? Like a reputable company. Mm-hmm. Or name or... I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. And I literally was just thinking of like the most basic names. It's like... Coached by Anna. I oh. helped with her name actually as well. Just thought I might throw what that else one was in my there. other one? Coached by Anna. I had heaps of fucking basic shit. And then I was like elite. And I really wanted to use the word coach or coaching or, you know, because eventually I will expand my knowledge in the industry, like around nutrition and probably like NLP training and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I wanted it to not be just specific to personal training. I wanted it to be coaching as in coaching with your lifestyle and everything like that. I wanted it to be quite inclusive, not just limited to fitness. And then um, I was like, I want it to be sick. Like, I want it to be, like, the best of the best with the best of the best, you know, not (laughs) due to my own order or anything. So I was like, elite, elite coaching with Anna. And that's. That's literally how I came up with it. I was literally sitting in the drive-thru at the Bunbury, at the drive-thru, at the Bunbury Forum car park. Mm. I was like, yeah, elite coaching with Anna. And that's what it was. And I remember you messaged me and you said elite elite coaching by Anna. And I said, no, say with, Mm. so that you can, like, they feel included. Mm. Yeah. I remember saying that to you. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's how I came up with my name. Nothing crazy, just... Light bulb moment. So the next question is, what do you what do you aspire your business to become? A lot. Yeah, like I want I want elite coaching with Anna to become like a team of trainers, so that you know eventually. So I don't know, people already don't know this, but Sian, my fiance, he is also a qualified personal trainer and also very passionate about fitness. But you know, eventually. Within the next year, the goal was to have enough clients that I didn't want to work anymore. 
hands-on time, that Stian would jump on board and then it would be elite coaching with Stian, like add another coach to the team. Eventually, maybe hire somebody else, elite coaching with Shannon, Joe Boggs <laughs> down the road. Like, you know, like it was to build up a team of trainers, you know, and having people work with different types of clients and bring different stuff to the business. So, yeah, that's kind of what it was. And I also then started online coaching, which I was a bit hesitant about just because not a lot of people know what it is. But with the way that the world is at the moment, online is such a big thing. And the way that I saw it was that if I go online, I could be training people across the world. Yeah. With elite coaching with Anna. Like, it, I could be training someone in America. I could be training yep. someone in England. And like, not physically having to be there at, at all. all. So, and it was another way that I also saw things to build relationships with people in different countries and different parts mm. of Australia. That's cool, yeah. And not actually having to physically take my time to be physical with someone. Mm. Like, So online coaching, I'll just quickly and briefly explain it. It's exactly like having a personal trainer, except I'm not physically there. So I still do all your programming, like for your training, do all your nutrition. I do like your, I call them like weekly check-ins, like, and you can communicate with me as much or as little as you like during the week. Just check in how you're going. I'm literally just there for that. phone calls and everything. Phone calls, Zoom calls, whatever you want to do. Like I'm there as much as you need me when you need me. It's just if you didn't have time for sessions, like some of my clients um, now are online simply because they don't need me in PT anymore. Like they know how to push themselves and know Mm. what they're doing, but they need the programming. So they've gone to that. And that honestly is probably my biggest goal for most of my clients. Like if you come to me as as a new client, not knowing much about the gym, I don't want you to have to have me forever because then I feel like I'm not teaching you the tools to be able to do it by yourself. Mm. Like I want to get you to a point where you are happy and confident enough to be able to do your own stuff. Like, cause then I feel like I'm not teaching you anything. So I've had a lot of girls that have gone from PT to online and they're smashing it. I've also had a lot of people switch to the online and found that because I'm not seeing them once a week, not as motivated. They're not as motivated. They're not as accountable. So they've come back to physical PT as well. But I just thought online was a really good option. Like even people say that don't live in Bunbury where I'm based, if they wanted to start coaching with me but they can't come to um, to Bunbury to train, you can still jump on board and be coached by me. Mm. I don't have to physically be there. We can still work together. I just thought it was another way... <sighs> To build, so eventually I would really like the online part to kick off. It's kicked off a lot more than I thought it would have because it allows me to spend more time with Christian and my son and Sian, obviously, um, and not taking that physical time out of my day. Like I can set a few hours during the day, get online, chat to my clients, fix up programming things, fix nutrition and then it's done and like I can go anywhere and still work. Yeah. That was the main thing as well. Like it was more of a lifestyle choice and it's definitely something I'm happy with, but yeah, we're really aspiring to be pretty big. It's just being persistent and trying not to get like disheartened when things are going slow or they're starting to feel hard. 
I feel like I get disheartened easily and I want to give up easily. But then I guess because I love my clients so much, the thought of leaving is like too hard because it's like letting them down, which is another thing that's hard about the industry as well because you're someone's person. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Hopefully we'll be really big one day, but yeah. What do you aspire for? Um, smoking mystics I would love it to be a full time job I'd love to be able to quit my like day job and mm. just do that um, especially like when I have kids I'd love to like be able to work from home Yeah. Um, and that's really my main goal um, and just to build like really strong connections with all my customers or clients um also to bring like a service into it so whether I do start doing readings or um like workshops or anything like that I would also like to have a yeah so I would like to have a shop as well but um I think it's really like it's really really competitive where I am right now there's even like, in Bunbury yeah like there's crystal shops everywhere now but I feel like one like piece of advice that I've heard a lot um, is like you might, yes, you might have the same or similar business to someone else, but not every business has you, you yes. know. Yes. So you make the business. It's not what you're necessarily doing or selling. It's you that makes it different. So, um, yeah, I love that advice and I see it actually all the time all over my social media, like following mm. business page things and stuff like that. So, um, I definitely take that into account a lot, but yeah, um, my main goal is to work from home full time, um, and have like a proper living off of it. Yeah. Have you ever thought about closing your business? Fuck yes. Why? I think... Something that I find really challenging having to sell a product to to people. Yeah, like your outreach. Yeah, is keeping like that consistent. So some months you might make thousands of dollars and others you might make a few hundred. Like that's how bad it gets. Um, When you're actually selling a product, it's really, really hard. Yeah. Um. Because you've obviously got to, like, replace the stock you've sold. Yeah. And, like, it's not just uh, that's your cash. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, you might sell something for $20 and you might only have, say, like a 50% or a 100, sorry, like a 100% markup on it. You've only made $10. Yeah. And that's not including your tax that you've got to take out and... If you've got free shipping, then you've got to take, you know, out of that it's, again. it's yeah. a lot. And you would understand that from your side as well, like having to pay rent and yeah. everything like that. But definitely I've thought about closing um, and it gets really hard when you don't hit your um, target for that month. Or if I jump on a live sale and no one joins, I feel so shit. And I remember the first live sale that I did that just completely failed and I remember messaging you and I was heartbroken because the fortnight before, I think that was like one of... Your biggest one. Yeah, like my first biggest one and I made like, what, $1,000 or something. 
Um, in, Which is crazy in a few hours of your time. Yeah, um, in one night. Um, and I have, I have definitely um, over, over what, like I've made more money in a night, I should say, um, now. But uh, yeah, that time that I, my first fail, I was devastated. I remember messaging Anna just being like heartbroken because I felt like I had failed. Um, you put all this work into your pricing um, and discounting, setting up your life so that it looks somewhat presentable, presentable um, getting all your baskets ready, putting money into more stock, and then you just completely fail and you're just like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and it's still like that now. I remember maybe a month or two ago I had the biggest night I've ever had or the biggest day I've ever, ever had. Um, and I was so proud of myself. Um, and that month was huge for me. Um, and then the next month I think I only made like $400 in, in the month and I was just like, yeah, what's just happened? It's so unpredictable. Yeah, and you can't – it's really hard to rely on. So, like, even, like, at the start of next year, I was really – like, I was at the stage where I could have quit my job. It was getting that good. And then all of a sudden – yeah, in the bin the again. Comes, yeah. It it just it's really hard to um, predict because you can't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely, I have thought about closing. Down. What about you? Yeah, I definitely have, but not because of the, the job that I do, just because of the, like, like financial stability. Like Stian mm. and I are trying to buy a house at the moment. Um which is exciting, but also very stressful. Um, but because I run under my own um, ABN and, you know, you could count it as a business. So the thing that's hard with mine is that my job is like a, is actually my job. So Shannon's job is more of like a side hustle yeah. that is hoping to turn to a job, whereas mine is my income at the moment, which is stressful when... I am working, but, you know, the banks aren't seeing it as I'm working because it's too unreliable, and it definitely is. So I definitely see it from their point of view. But the thing that annoys me is that you have to have, I think she said it was two years of, like, tax returns. And I wasn't even working for that long, and COVID hit. And then we weren't open for, was it three months? Mm. Then I went back. Then I changed to a different gym and I was working under somebody else. And then I was only there for a year and then I fell pregnant. And then I had time off, obviously, maternity leave. And now coming back, I've only been back for a few months. Yeah. So the inconsistency, they're not counting it, which is totally fine. I understand that. But it's really, really hard. And there's been a few times where I've applied for different jobs um, to... To earn less than what I earn now. But for the banks to see it as but consistent. for the banks to see it as a fucking consistent full-time job, which is actually really, to be honest, that is probably the most disheartening thing as well. Like, people say money isn't everything, but when it's your job, it is. And, you know, like, my job makes me feel so full inside. Like, if I'm having, like, a really shit day, 
like my clients always make me feel better and I'm just so like dedicated to my clients like I just love them all so much and a lot of them are really close friends now like just from getting to know them you know um but when it's not making enough money and it's not bringing in in the bread (laughs) it's really hard um especially now having a son like I can't work the hours that I used to um, simply because obviously daycares aren't open those times and I'm not willing to, to make Christian wake up that early to go to daycare so I can go to work when I don't need to do that, when I can find other ways to fill time slots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, d- I have thought about it a lot lately and probably more, more so recently because we are trying to buy a house, um, but, yeah, I've definitely thought about it a few times, but it's definitely not as easy as you think it is to just hang it up and say you've had enough. Yeah. Because you could be on the verge of a breakthrough, you never know. Yeah, just you got to keep pushing through. And, like, yep. like, what's hard for me is I could close, right, but then i still got all my stock. And I've mm. still, like, I've got a whole room in my house that is literally, like, oh, I'm going to do actually a tour, like a walkthrough of my room. It's I love it. It's really cool. Um. But, yeah, like, I've got, like, a little, pretty much, like, a little shop in my house. So I can't just close because then I've got all this stuff. Like, what am I going to do with it? Mm. And that, I think, actually, I think that's what sometimes keeps me going because I've spent so much time and money and energy building that space for the business because I do see see it going somewhere someday. Um, And, like... Just seeing that space and being in that space, I think that's what keeps me grounded in there because yeah, how could I just, yours. like, I'm just, you know. How could you how, give up on yourself? Yeah, how could I destroy all that away? Yeah. Like, I've, like I tell myself, I've worked so hard to have everything in this room. I've spent so much money on this room. Um. So just how can I, up. yeah, like, so how can I just give up now? What do people misunderstand about your business? That I'm your answer to everything. Like, I'm just a person that has the knowledge to help you do what you need to do. You're the one that needs to execute the plan and meet me halfway. Like, I can sit down and talk to you about your goals and help you come up with a plan to achieve these goals realistically within a realistic time frame. But just because you start paying me, doesn't mean the work's going to happen. Like, you know, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I've just paid my personal trainer. I should have lost a kilo by now. Like, people, it's funny to think, but people think that just because they have a personal trainer, in quotation marks, that they're actively doing something because Mm. they are paying for a service. But that's that's the thing. I'm a service. You need to put in the work to get the results that we've said we're going to achieve. Mm -hmm. Like you can't come in and do one session a week and not want to do any training days by yourself. Like you're not ever going to get anywhere. How can I progressively overload your training if... It's not consistent enough. If it's not consistent and you're doing something once a week. Like um, that's probably the biggest thing is like it's a team. It's a team effort. Um, And... People think, you know, oh, oh, my coach is going to hate me for eating this or I don't care what the fuck you eat. I don't care. Like, if you're struggling with something, you're better off to tell me 
them to not tell me because I have no idea what's going on and I'm like, why isn't the plan working? Mm. So, like, if you're... Like, you're only going to get out of your coaching what you put in. So if you are a completely open book with me and you say, oh, I fucked up, I ate, like, 700,000 calories over my limit, like, which is impossible, but, you know, like, <laughs> if you've said that. But no worries. How do you feel? You feel pretty shit? All right. No worries. Let's, not, let's try not to do that again. Yeah. Let's get our shit back together. Have your fucking poor me moment and let's get your fucking plan back on track. Like, the more you keep from me, the harder it is and the more disheartened you're going to be because you're not getting the results that you are paying for. Yeah. That's probably the one thing in the industry, just in the fitness industry in general, that is really misunderstood. Yeah, what about you? I think because because I'm so close with nearly every single one of my um, clients – customers whatever obviously people person aren't they um people persons they forget that i am a business Mm. they forget that like they think that i'm just their friend and they can just pay when they want to and they can have all these extensions on their invoices and i'm so understanding if something comes up in your life and you literally cannot afford your order but I'm so generous with my time frame you'll find that businesses like mine will only give you 24 to 48 hours to pay I give you a whole week plus extension if you need it if you come to me every week saying I need another extension I need another extension I need another extension I'm just like do you have you said no I have only said no once and that was actually no I don't think I've ever said no so yeah no I've never said no um and I don't think I ever will but next year I'm bringing in fees um because it's bullshit like it's not fair yeah um and it's not so much like if you know you've got like a really expensive order sitting there I'm not going to say no because you need you want the obviously money. I want your money like not in a not yeah, in a rude no, way yeah. but you know I'm a business um but you know if I've got this stock sitting there and then you know someone else wants that stock but it's in your basket but they're willing to pay now and you're willing to pay in a month you're gonna get the money now. I I'm stuck there because I can't say no to you after I've said yes um but what happened recently was this lady, she'd been a client with me for quite a while, um, probably six months, maybe six months. Um, and she actually was a small business as well. Um, and she had like a really small order, like maybe $30 in total, including shipping. Um, and she messaged me. Um, asking me about some more crystals that she wanted to add to her order. Um, and then I sent her the prices and everything like that. And she had seen it and didn't reply. So I messaged her again. I said, hey, lovely. Like, I'm, a, I'm about to send out invoices to everyone. If you could let me know if you'd like to add anything um, so I can send your invoice out. Um, and I hadn't sent her invoice out yet and it would, had been the week before, um, but I knew she wanted to add more, so I hadn't sent it. Um, so technically her order was due to be paid then, but I would have given her the, the extra week anyway. Um, 
So she answered me and she said, hey, I'm going to have to cancel my order. Something has happened in my family. Um, and unfortunately, this person had been reported to a non-payers group before, which a lot of crystal business are a p- businesses are a part of. So if you're not aware of that and you haven't paid before, you're probably on there and we know. We know. You are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this lady was on there. <coughs> Her small business was actually on there, which, yeah, so she'd done it through a small business previously to someone else um and I just pretty much replied and said I can't um have you as part of my client client base anymore you're going to be blocked and removed I'm very sorry that something has happened um but I've got to stick to my policy which if you follow me you might have seen my story that I put up which I was actually showing my face and talking on there which I never do so lucky you guys um and she answered with a voice recording and she was crying and saying that something really terrible had happened in her family and um that she'd been a loyal customer to me and blah 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 um and I did somewhat believe her but you know if you've done it to someone else why wouldn't you do it to me so yeah um that's pretty much what happened and she was removed and um that was that so yeah mine is pretty much just they think of you as a person, not a business. Yeah, um, and I do find that really hard, um, especially if I do have quite a good relationship with them. Um, but fees will be coming in next year um, just to keep everyone aware of that. Um, and I will talk about that, obviously, on my own business page eventually. Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about starting a small business? I think make sure you're passionate about it before you start it because... One thing I have found in my in my business, there's a lot of work I have to do behind the scenes that I don't necessarily get paid for. Mm. There's a lot of time and effort that I put into my clients that I'm not getting paid for by the hour. And that is something you have to understand. Like, yes, you have a business and yes, you run your own hours, but... You run and you pick and choose your own business hours. You are the whole business. So, you know, when you start, you're not, you don't have the funds to have someone to do your accounting, to do your social media, to get your leads, to, you know, you don't have that. So you are everything. You are the face of the business. You are the fucking accountant. You're the photographer. You're the social media person. You're the person who replies to all the emails. You're the person who sends out the fucking payment stuff. Like, you are everything. And it's so much to take on. So definitely start smaller than you want to and get comfortable and work your way up. Yeah, ease into it. Another thing that another trainer actually told me, he is very well known. You need to come up with a system that could work for five people. And 500 people. You have to have a system that's going to work from you being a small business to you becoming a massive company. You need to have a straightforward system that you could use for no matter how many people you have. Because chopping and changing systems as you get bigger is fucked. It's going to waste your time. It's going to cost you lots of money probably. You know, it's going to cause a lot of confusion once you start hiring Mm -hmm. people to work for you. 
So when you start, like spend that time to set a really good solid foundation for everything in your business so that it is going to work for when you are famous and have fucking 15,000 followers on Instagram or something. Yeah. Like you need to make sure that it's always going to work. Um, But yeah, that would be my biggest advice. Like don't bite off more than you can chew and expect to feel like it's really too much because it, it, it does feel like that sometimes. But, you know, if you're not feeling like that, then you're probably not growing. Um, but, yeah, just try and stay positive and just be really persistent and just keep pushing and giving it everything that you've got because it will take off one day. It just might take some time. Yeah. What about you? I think going back, like, to the basic stuff, like when you're even coming up with your name, make it really universal because you don't 100% know where you will go so like with you you've put elite coaching with Anna that's uh, that's great because when you do or if you do hire more people to train clients you can put their name in there so like elite coaching with Sian that's left it open-ended you know the biggest mistake I made, which I did mention before, is having a soy candles. It limits you. So if you're doing a scrunchie business, try not to scrunchies by Shan. Yeah, like don't don't make a name like that because you might you know veer away from scrunchies. You might go into candles and blah 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 blah. Like you don't want to limit yourself um to a specific product or thing that you're um selling. Or providing. Um, and yeah, like I was saying before, ease into it. Don't just jump in the deep end because it's a lot harder than you'd think. And it does become very draining when you're putting so much effort and time into this thing and you're not getting any sales or you're not getting any clients. You're not getting any followers. You're not getting any likes. You're not getting any comments, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. It's so draining. So... Keep your goals there, but ease into them. Don't think that you're going to blow up overnight because, unfortunately, that's not how it happens for most of us. And I don't even have a 1,000 followers on my Instagram yet, and I've had this business for, what, like three years or something, almost. I still don't have a 1,000 followers. I'm still a very baby business, um, and I definitely haven't been, um, like, really, really consistent or anything like that. Um, because I do let it get to me. Um, Mm. it is hard if you're posting every single day at the same time and you're interacting with everyone and you're still not getting where you want to be. It does get really draining. Um, but yeah, just definitely ease into it. Did you think you have what it takes to be a small business owner? No, because of my anxiety and my social anxiety and, just my shyness. I didn't think I would be able to do it. I didn't think I would be able to do a live sale. And that was one of my main goals when I started doing crystals was to do live sales. I was, you know, I'd watch other people's live sales and just think, how the, how are you doing that? Like, how are you just getting on there and yeah, being yourself and 
interacting with these people like you do and I thought it was amazing and I have done that and I'm really proud that I've done that and I never thought I'd be able to do something like that because of my anxiety. Yeah. Um, that's another piece of advice. Don't undermine yourself as well, but, you know. Um, now I do think I have what it takes to be a small business owner. I mean, I'm doing it. Um, but in like a more broad scheme, I think I could go really far with it. And I do have that confidence now. Um, but I still struggle with facing people like in real life. I'm really hiding behind my screen still. Like I really want to do a market, but I haven't got that confidence yet to do it, but it will happen one day. And I know that it will. But, yeah, I think I do now. I think I do have what it takes to be a small business owner um, long term. How about you? Yes. I don't know. I feel like I've always been a people person and I'm very good at managing shit. Like, I don't know. I'm just – I don't know. I Like, I'm not – I feel like that is an area that I'm confident in. Yeah. Like, I know how – I want stuff to work and I know I know how to talk to people and I know how to communicate and I know how to build relationships and I think that when you are a business that's what you need because clients and people are are money like if you can't if you can't get clients or clientele whether you're a business that's service-based or anything if you can't interact with people you're not going to make any money yeah. You need to be able to target specific, like, audiences and all that kind of jazz to be able to make money. And mm. I think I struggle with the money side of things. I find money really awkward. Um, but for setting up a business and everything like that, I, th- I think I can do it in our... Um, so for in fitness we had to do an actual full business course inside that um and it was actually really hard but she actually said to me that mine was one of the best she had seen in a very long time like Mm. the business plan that we had to do um because I could pick out where I fucked up we had a budget given and how much you'd make back and everything like that you know like the whole profit loss and everything like that yeah and I fucked mine up so bad. But I knew where I went wrong and I could fix it and I could see where I was short. And, you know, and a lot of people couldn't see that. And I'm not the kind of person to be afraid to say that I was wrong or that I did something wrong or that I didn't do it the right way. Yeah. Um. But the one thing I do actually struggle with sometimes is like... um. Not so much time management. Sometimes making myself do something. Like, <clears throat> I'm not good at... If I don't set myself a time to do something, it won't get done. Yeah. If you give me all day to do something and not set me a time... You're like a deadline. I guarantee you I won't do it. I'm the exact same. Like, if I say to myself, I'm going to go work out today and have nothing planned all day, I'm telling you right now... I wouldn't have trained all day and then last minute when I'm too tired at night, I'm going to be like, fuck, I need to go train. Like, I put myself in shitty situations like that if I don't give myself 
time. You're like a deadline to do it. Like I am very organized. Like if you look at my calendar on my phone, fucking everything's scheduled in there. It's weird. <laughs> and I'm, But it helps you. But I have to do it. Yeah. And like I think with my job I'm so used to putting people in particular blocks of time. That's how I just do it now. Mm. I remember Jordan looked at my phone the other day. He's like, fuck, you're busy. <laughs> and I'm like, I actually am busy, but at the same time, I'm like, you don't realise how much you do until you actually have to break it up into the day. Yeah, and like rile it all down yeah. kind of thing. I was like, yeah, I actually am really busy and there's still some things on here that I don't have that I do, you know, like, um, but yeah, I think I do have what it takes and I think I just need to work on the things that I struggle with a little bit more to get where I want to be. What would you look, like, if you were to employ someone, what would you look for in them? In a person? Yeah, like in an employee. Someone someone who knows their place <clears throat> but is willing to put in the work to grow and be better. And someone that is um, just really like fucking genuine like I don't want some fucking flog under me representing my business Mm. like because in my mind if we don't if we don't have the same aspiration yeah or even outlook on whatever we're doing it's not going to work like Stian and I we are both very different with like our training styles like, you will never see us train together. I think we've trained together maybe twice. But our outlook on fitness, like, our overall outlook on the industry is very, very much the same. We have the same goals in mind in helping people and the way that we want to do it. So they'd have to be really caring, really genuine, and really open and just bubbly and fun, like... Start writing your resumes up. I can't. I couldn't imagine having someone working for me that was not open. Yeah. That wasn't just cruisy and it was all like structured. Like I like structure. There's a difference between structure and someone wanting me to fucking tell them what they want to do with their day. Mm. I want you to be able to have the independence, the independence and the um the drive. To set yourself up for success within yourself, me giving you tasks and being able to do it in your own way that is going to work for you, that's going to work for us. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I would look for. But they definitely have to be genuine and not not see themselves as better than everyone because it's mm-hmm. definitely not the case. And I feel like in the fitness industry in particular – there are a lot of cocky people in the industry. I was about to say that. And that's not something that I like. It's not something that I would aspire for my business to be. I wouldn't want people thinking that. Like, I would rather people think that I was naive mm. than to think that I was cocky and knew everything. Because in my opinion, if you're at a point in your life, in your business, where you think you know everything... You've already fucked up because you're never, ever going to stop growing. You're never going to stop learning. And if you think that you've already hit that, then you're not going to. Then you've already failed. You've already fucking, you've already fucked it up. 
really. <laughs> so that's my thing too, like being willing and like just always stay a student. Like you're always going to be learning about new stuff, like far out, like look at all the shit you see on Instagram about people training. Mm. Some of it's a heap of shit. A lot of it's a heap of shit. But there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that people are like, whoa, how did I not think of that? Like, you just, you have to be open-minded too. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't work with someone who wasn't open-minded and wasn't. Especially when they're representing your business. But yeah, that's what I would look for. What about you? They'd have to like crystals, obviously. Yeah, they'd have to be passionate about it. Um, Not necessarily like a fucking... Heebie-jeebie person. Yeah, not necessarily like full-on, which if you were, that would be fine. Like, cool. Like, I'm all into it. Actually, how do you feel about people that are really like... Like, full-on into their crystals? Like, almost sound like they're fucking full of shit, you know? Um... I'm jealous, actually. Really? Because I wish that I... Like, I love crystals and I do believe that they they have... But not as much as other people. Um, but I don't... Not, not, not so much that, but I wish I could stick to a routine with my crystals and use them as a tool more. Like, I kind of reach for them when I really, really need them, but I wish I could really bring them into my daily use. So I'm actually really jealous of people that can stick to it because they do help me a lot whether it is making my space look pretty for starters that is one thing or whether it is using them as a tool in my space I'm jealous I'm very jealous if people of people that do um stick to their practices and are full on about it um and I don't think there's such thing as being too full on with it because if it's working for you then it's working for you um and that's how I always see it and that's why I love what I do so much and I try to help my clients as much as I can to the knowledge that I have um so you can ask me any question and if I don't know about it I will research into it for you because I love to learn about it obviously um but jumping back into the question what would I look for in an employee I would love to hire people someday and I really, really would love that um, to be part of my journey. I don't really have too many requirements um, other than being, just being crazy really. Like, and you don't have to be totally into crystals, that's fine. Um, As long as you can learn and grow with the business. Um. And, like, start to show interest in it, I guess. I would like you to be able to jump on my social medias um, as well because, you know, you will you will be part of the face of my business. You're not just going to be some, someone that I have there for a few weeks, you know. I want you to be long-term. Yeah. Um, and I think if I was to hire someone, it would have to be at least part-time or full-time. I don't know. I would really have to get along with you because... I find it hard to get along with a lot of people. So I think I would have to definitely run a trial for quite a long time because I'm really picky with who I let into my space. Um, And if you've met met me, you probably have kind of felt that. Um, But, yeah, I think that's really all I have to say about that. I feel like we've already kind of covered this. Mm. What's your least favourite task? 
Um, yeah, mine is chasing up invoices. Yep, that's pretty. I've pretty much covered that, but that would be mine. Mm, yeah, same. If someone's payment doesn't work, having to email them and say, "Yeah, like, um, yeah, that's yeah, I don't like it. I'm not good with that stuff, and I guess we both aren't. I find it really awkward." You're like asking people for money. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to get to a point where I just fucking get the profit from my business and I don't have to deal with who hasn't paid or who has paid because mm. it's really awkward. Yep. Definitely. But yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's the only thing that I hate. So, Shan, what really pissed you off this week? So, it was when we went shopping like today in the Mandra Forum for Christmas shopping and just bits and pieces and... Anna and I wanted to go get some food, but we're like, oh, wonder if Jared and Sian have already had something because if they haven't, then we're going to go home and then take Christian out with all of us and go get something to eat. So I called Jared up and I asked him if he's already had something to eat and he just started joking around and I was like, can you just give me an answer? Still joking around, so I just hung up the phone. I was like, whatever. So Anna and I decided to go get coffee club by ourselves and it was delish so jokes on you jared and Stia. <laughs> how about you anna well actually we were in when we were in the manda forum today really really wanted these shoes i wanted them for ages i couldn't toss up if i wanted the nike oh what are they called nike um Air Max 270s or something. Or if I wanted TNs. But I really decided last night that I wanted all black shoes because I already have a pair of white Adidas shoes. Went in there and I was like, no, I'm not really a fan of the all black TNs. I wanted, like, if I was going to get them, I wanted to get the all white, but I didn't want white shoes again. So I tried on the 270s and all black. They were the hardest shoe I've ever tried to put on in my entire life. And one of my ankles is like got permanent swelling. And so I always try my shoes on on my like normal foot. And I'm just thinking, I can't even get this on my normal foot. How am I supposed to get it on the other one? And that was a men's size 10. Was this size 10? No, 8.5. At 8.5. 8.5. Eight men's <laughs> 8.5. And I stood up in them and they were the hardest, most uncomfortable shoes I have ever tried in my life. And then I was having a mental breakdown because I didn't know what shoes I wanted. And you know what I ended up getting? White Adidas NMDs. They're pretty sick. They were on special. But they, $80 they were $80 off, which was a fucking bargain. But I'm fucking really pissed off because I really wanted all those all black <clears throat> shoes. And I couldn't fucking get them. So that really pissed me off. And it's going to continue to piss me off until I get all black shoes sometime. But these NMDs are really comfortable, so I'm just going to go and buy a black pair of them online. Yep. Are you getting distracted? Yes, but I'm still listening. No. Get off your phone now. Let me squash this one bit. Next time on The Heron Sisters, join us for a chit-chat. Guess you'll hear about it next week. We're The Heron Sisters. Thanks for listening.